0: I think it's fair to say that we're now living in times that make the wildest claims made about the end times seem pretty plausible. In the space of little more than a month, we've gone from business as usual in the pursuit of mammon and vice, to becoming prisoners in our own homes and living under what some are already calling a sanitary dictatorship. But this is only temporary. What comes next is what really matters, and as our rulers have already said numerous times in public, Never let a good crisis go to waste. To that end, I have for you a story that may literally touch the lives of every single person on the planet in the coming months. Something straight out of the dystopian novels and internet shows that preach a warning of a technological medical tyranny coming in the future. So buckle up, because things are officially getting very weird. I'm sure you've noticed that Bill Gates has been in the news a lot lately. Recently, the tech billionaire appeared on the show CBS This Morning, to say that the bans on mass gatherings that we all live under, including worship, incidentally, because they're not essential, according to our rulers, won't be lifted for quite some time, most likely, unless they are deemed to be low risk and of societal benefit, like public schools, as there are few cases of children being affected by the thing that should not be. According to Gates, this won't happen until large numbers of people receive the inoculation against the thing that should not be. In other words, be prepared for the possibility of force shots given by the governments. Gates says that the best case scenario is that the shot won't be available to the general public in large enough quantities to matter for 18 months, maybe longer. With early supplies limited to the first responders and hospital staff who are on the front lines. You've probably heard the 18 month number thrown around before, but here's the kicker. Enforcement. You may be asking how this will all be enforced. Of course, Gates has the answer to that as well, the chip. Gates has been pushing for implantation of a glorified chip in various places for some time. He did a recent Ask Me Anything session on Reddit where he went into this. We'll start with his own words on Reddit, but then shift to industry sources, so you know what you're likely going to be dealing with. Anyway, in that AMA, or Ask Me Anything session, Gates said that he will help launch what he calls digital certificates, which he describes as... Human implantable capsules that will show who has been screened for the thing that should not be, and who has gotten the shot against it. Fun times, right? In that Reddit AMA, Gates responded to a question on how businesses will be able to operate while continuing to maintain the six feet of separation that we're being called to honor. If you've gone out in public, you've seen how quickly people abandon these distancing efforts, and businesses are rightfully concerned about being closed for much longer. After all, if the shutdowns go on for much longer, there won't be an economy to speak of to return to, and that social ills that come with that kind of economic environment would be catastrophic, and cost many times more lives than what we're expected to deal with at this moment. Gates' solution is the implantation of essentially a microchip given during the shot against the affliction, which will store the medical data I mentioned earlier. These digital certificates he referred to are part of an interesting story that connects the current crisis to the UN Sustainable Development Goals of Agenda 2030 through a program called ID2020. You ever notice how I keep coming back to this, even though I talk mostly about things going on in the Catholic Church? Interesting, isn't it? The technology is something called a quantum dot, which we'll get to later. But what it does is it records data about who has or has not received the shot. Presumably, if you haven't received the shot, you can't go out in public to engage in commerce at all. No shopping, no dining out, presumably no going to work. See how this works? Does this sound familiar yet? Let's turn to what this technology is and its implementation from an industry industry source. BiometricUpdate.com is essentially a trade website for the biometrics industry. They provide information to those who work in that industry. It's the equivalent of a trade magazine or website for realtors that discuss realty, or magazines for pilots that discuss the airline industry. But this one is for the biometrics industry. In September of 2019, they reported that the ID2020 program and its government partners had launched a program to provide digital identification with immunization shots. According to that article, quote, The program to leverage immunization as an opportunity to establish digital identity was unveiled by ID2020 in partnership with the Bangladesh government's Access to Information program, the Directorate General of Health Services, and GAVI, according to the announcement. Digital identity is a computerized record of who a person is, stored in a registry. It is used in this case to keep track of who has received an immunization. We are implementing a forward-looking approach to digital identity that gives individuals control over their own personal information while still building off existing systems and programs, says Anir Chowdhury, policy advisor at A2I. The government of Bangladesh recognizes that the design of digital identity systems carries far-reaching implications for individuals' access to services and livelihoods, and we are eager to pioneer this approach. Digital ID is being defined and implemented today, and we recognize the importance of swift action to close the identity gap, comments ID2020 Director Dakota Gruner. Now is the time for bold commitments to ensure that we respond both quickly and responsibly. We and our ID2020 alliance partners, both present and future, are committed to rising to this challenge. ID2020 also announced new partnerships and provided progress reports on initiatives launched last year. Since last year's summit, the ID 2020 Alliance has been joined by the City of Austin, UC Berkeley's Citrus Policy Lab, and CARE USA. The City of Austin, ID 2020, and several other partners are working together with homeless people and the service providers who engage with them to develop a blockchain enabled digital identity platform called MyPass to empower homeless people with their own identity. End quote. Testing on the homeless. How lovely. So what is ID2020 anyway? It is a United Nations program that launched in 2016. Let's go right to that source for the information. From the United Nations, quote, On Friday, 20th of May, 2016, ID2020, a strategic global initiative launched in response to the Sustainable Development Goal 16.9, quote, provide legal identity to all, including birth registration, by 2030, end quote in collaboration with the United Nations Office for Partnerships, hosted the ID2020 Summit, Harnessing Digital Identity for the Global Community, at the United Nations headquarters in New-, New York. Around one-fifth of the world's population, 1.8 billion people, is without digital identity, which deprives them of access to health care, schools, shelter, justice, and other government services. Commonly affected groups include refugees displaced by war, territorial disputes, victims of famine, societal outcasts, global disorder, political instability, competition for resources, and climate change. In the context of the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development, adopted by world leaders in 2015, with the overarching goal to leave no one behind, the need to enable people who suffer legal, political, social, and economic exclusion to obtain official identity is clear. In response to this global need, the ID2020 summit convened leaders and representatives from the private sector, governments, international organizations, non-governmental organizations, policy analysts, and thought leaders to build cross-sectoral partnerships that contribute to provide all invisible and vulnerable people with legal identity by 2030, to make them visible and restore them into society, end quote. I'm all for everyone having access to legal identity cards so they can function fully in society. In a sane society that decides to be democratic for whatever reason, a basic requirement is to have photo ID in order to vote, procure certain kinds of controlled goods and services, and other basic things like when you're involved in a traffic stop. But digital ID? How would that work for the UN? Logically, if it's to meet the needs outlined of the statement I just read to you, it'd have to be a form of ID that can't be easily lost. People misplace their wallets all the time or have their ID cards stolen, and if you're honestly concerned about the welfare of those fleeing persecution or famine, then it would need to be a form of ID that can't easily be lost. Which brings us back to Bill Gates. As it turns out, he's a power player in the push for ID 2020. Remember those implantable capsules he mentioned as a means of tracking your immunization data? That same capsule will have the data that ID2020 and the UN are pushing for. In essence, what we're looking at is an identification microchip planted in your body. Again, this isn't the stuff of wild theories about secretive cabals. This is right from the United Nations, Bill Gates, and industry insiders themselves. And they're they're talking about this all in public. Which brings us to Ed Snowden. Do you remember Ed Snowden? He got in trouble during the Obama administration for leaking classified intel and has been on the run since. He recently spoke out about what to expect our rulers to do next in this crisis. In an interview he gave on video, he recently said the obvious, that when governments get this kind of emergency power, they tend to hang on to it. From LifeSite, quote, Snowden said that when governments are granted new powers to track individuals under the guise of an emergency, they tend to be sticky. The emergency tends to be expanded. Then the authorities become comfortable with some new power. They start to like it, he added. In the interview, Snowden gave a scenario of how the governments could be inclined to use existing fitness trackers popular with many today to issue government orders demanding access to personal medical data, such as a person's heart rate stored on the device. Snowden suggested that this could feasibly be done under the guise of protecting everyone's health in the current crisis. Snowden remarked how the possibility of using this type of data while incorporating artificial intelligence into the mix is a concerning scenario. What happens now when we start to put these authorities together, remix them, They already know what you're looking at on the internet, right? They already know where your phone is moving. Now they know where your heart rate is, where your pulse is, what happens when they start to intermix these and apply artificial intelligence to it. End quote. The article goes on to remind readers that the authorities are already tracking cell phone data for movement of people to predict the growth of the affliction. This is happening in Canada, the United Kingdom, and yes, in the United States as well, and probably elsewhere. In case you don't think this is technologically feasible, MIT announced last December that they had had the breakthrough they needed in developing invisible technological dye that could be inserted into the skin that stored medical data that could be easily scanned. There are multiple technical pathways for the implementation of this program. Quoting an article from MIT, quote, The researchers showed that their new dye, which consists of nanocrystals called quantum dots, can remain for at least five years under the skin, where it emits near-infrared light that can be detected by a specially-equipped smartphone. End quote. The timing of all this is too rich to be believed, but there you have it. So, as the title of this video asks, will you take the chip? Well, I'm not convinced that the current administration will go along with it, I'm, I'd not be surprised if they did in the end, especially after public pressure ex- is exerted through the opinion makers at the press. I'm astonished at how quickly all the things that we've always been told that we were being too paranoid about, seemed to be coming to pass at lightning speed right now. Again, never let a good crisis go to waste. Some are even calling this the mark of the beast. We'll see. This begs some questions. Will the church go along with this? I'm not confident in Francis or most of the bishops saying no to this program. After all, there was virtually no resistance to the ending of the public offering of the holy sacrifice of the Mass, and in many places the rest of the sacraments, so... I have no reason to doubt that they'd resist this push either. Oddly, all that is missing is the man of sin, though I don't think he's going to be on the scene just yet. But I could also be wrong about that. I've been wrong before. Which reminds me, watch for something for me later in the week about something that I was wrong about. You'll either like it or hate it, I'm not sure. Either way, keep an eye out. For now, keep praying for the church and for our leaders that they decide against adopting this madness. Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.